When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Snapback fam? On this episode, we talk to two future WNBA stars. The WNBA draft is this Friday, April 17th, and we sat down and talked to Megan Walker, University of Connecticut. Yeah, that's UConn Hoops, projected top five pick. She's a baller. She's a beast, and it was a great conversation. And then we talked to Princeton star Bella Allery, a fellow Maryland native like myself, It was a really cool conversation about her journey to the league, what she likes to do off the court, and who she modeled her game after. I'm super excited to welcome some more WNBA content to the pod. You guys know we're Las Vegas Aces fans. We didn't tell them before we started the pod, so we get into it a little with some fun stuff like that. But overall, it was amazing. Best of luck to these two girls as they approach the draft on Friday. Snapback fam, let's get it. Blue Wire. Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. It's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A collapse! Oh, by James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Ryan, put the jumper. He oh, And the Lakers lead! Mamba out. What's up, Snapback? We are super excited to welcome Megan Walker to the Snapback Sports Pod. Megan is entering the WNBA draft on Friday. Megan, how are you feeling? I'm excited. Um, you know, don't really know where I'm going. Um, I've talked to a couple of coaches, but, you know, I'm anxious, excited to see what happens. All right. Well, I, Abe and I told you this would be, you know, easy, fun, free flowing, but I'm just starting off hot. Because in my research, <laughs> I see some articles that are saying, is Megan Walker ready for the next level? And then I look at your accolades, and I see AP First Team All-American. I see First Team All-American Conference. I see led UConn women's basketball and scoring. So I don't quite understand the question of why you wouldn't be ready, but maybe you can speak to that. Hmm. Uh, everyone's going to have their opinion to me you know because I had that extra year of eligibility so they're always going to think of what if Um, but like you said this year um, I came off of a great great year just all the accolades I um, had and just the season that I had coming off of my sophomore year so I'm excited Um, you know you can't really listen to what everyone else thinks right I feel like uh, you've been dreaming of this moment probably your entire life obviously there's steps along the way to complete like college and such but this is a little different than in past years, obviously, given the circumstances of the world right now. What are your plans for actual draft night? How's it going to go down? Where are you going to be? Who are you going to have with you? Obviously, you can't be at the physical draft, but maybe you've, you've got a party mm-hmm. planned or some sort. <laughs> well, of course, it's not, you know, the traditional draft night, but right. I'll be at home with my family um, and two of my close best friends will be there. And we'll just, you know, enjoy the time together. Um, you know, it's 
not the same like you said before, but you have to look at the positives of every situation. So that's what I've been trying to do for the most part. So from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, everything obviously will be done remotely. Will they be streaming the live picks? Like the commissioner will be reading it from her house? Like how's this going down? Well, I haven't gotten a whole lot of information, but yes, she will be at her house doing the draft. Um, and then we'll have some live picks um, or prospects um, will be live streamed um, via ESPN to show mm-hmm. reactions and um, things of that sort. So we have, um, you know, more of a rehearsal and stuff on Thursday. So I'll know more information then. Uh, I just, between the WNBA draft, the upcoming NFL draft, the NBA draft, they're all doing it remotely. And I just, maybe it's the, mm-hmm. the pessimist in me. I cannot foresee a situation where somebody's Wi-Fi doesn't cut out or something like that, some technical issues. Like, is everything really going to go smooth sailing with how the world's going right now? I think it's going to be, it honestly be a, a hub of content, right? Because I'm sure we'll get a yeah. few memes out of it with commissioners losing Wi-Fi <laughs> and such. So it should be fun. Yeah, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be different. But I know um, for ESPN, they're sending kits um, to our house. So it's, it won't be like on our phone or, you know, on our computers. They have some um, some things that they're sending, like video devices, podcasts, like all that type of stuff. That's Someone cool. say podcast? We're down to come. <laughs> I'm I don't. You didn't hear her say her two best friends? You didn't get yeah. the, the invite? No, no. I, heard, uh, I just okay. got to get an address. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Megan, so obviously your season was cut short, which is a major bummer, but would you be willing to talk about like where you think UConn was headed as the tournament was keying up? Yeah, uh, our last six games, uh, we were peaking at the right time. So our last six games, if you, if you paid attention, we, I think we put up 100 points. Um, you know, we were we were blowing teams out, so we were peaking at the right time. Everything was starting to click for us. So that's why it was so unfortunate that um, our season was canceled due to uh, COVID-19. Sabrina Inesco went on the record that they don't – she doesn't think Oregon would have lost another game. I feel like everyone has the right to say that at this point because, like, mm-hmm. you can't prove me wrong. So are you confident enough to say UConn wouldn't have lost another game? <laughs> Look, the way we were playing, we were headed in that direction. <laughs> I, I love that. that. I love that. So I'm curious because UConn's such a prestigious program and, you know, for them not going to the title game for a few years is like a whole decade, I'm sure, for UConn fans. Does there, what, did there feel like there was internal pressure or external pressure on getting back to the national championship game? I mean, it's always pressure playing at the University of Connecticut, but uh, when you're there and you've been there for three, two years, you're in the system, and that's what we do. You know, we we get to Final Fours. We get to National Championship games. So it's like, you know, no one wants to play us in the tournament. Everyone can say mm-hmm. whatever they want, um, you know, about our current team, past teams, whatever. But when they see UConn across our chest, they don't want to play us. <laughs> it's It's more of like, who cares if you guys maybe aren't as dominant as you've been in the past or even if you were – but it's more of a placebo type thing. Like it, it's, it's a mental edge when you see the UConn on the jerseys. Oh, of course. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your coach, because he has obviously captivated the sports world for the past many, many years. What's he like? Is he a friendly, good guy? Is he as tough as he makes it seem? <laughs> what, what's the word on him? 
I mean, coach is coach. He has <laughs> multiple personalities. That's a great answer. You know, he's friendly. Yeah, he's friendly. He's tough. Um, but he's tough when he, when he, when he needs to be. Um, he knows how to get the best out of his players. Um, and that's why you see the growth um, from UConn players from freshman year to their junior year to their senior year. Is coach ever, I don't know, not coach? Like more of just like a friend that's hanging around with the team, joking around, shooting the shit? Yeah. Uh, when when we're up in their office, you know, visiting them or uh, when we go out to dinner. I mean, it's it's normal coach-player relationship. Like right. people think, you know, it's Dino and he's this way, he's that way. It's normal. You know, every one of his players has a good relationship with him. Um, and it, it's just normal. When you were committing to Connecticut, was it a no-brainer? Like, obviously, you see a UConn offer. You're like, I mean, come on. Or did you have other schools mm-hmm. in mind that you were leaning towards? Yeah, I had two other schools. So, my top three were UConn, Texas, and Notre Dame. Um, and those were, at that time, those were the top teams, you know, in NCAA basketball. Um, so, I had close relationships with all those coaches, and that's why they were in my top three. I'm big on relationships. Um, so of course, UConn was kind of a no brainer, but it ultimately mm-hmm. came down to Texas and, um, UConn just because of, you know, just, I just felt, you know, felt at home at Texas and at UConn. So I was kind of torn between the two, but, you know, of course I wanted to win, um, at the highest level. So I, I couldn't turn down that opportunity. Okay. Well, we, I don't know if we did the formal introductions about Jack and I, uh, I mean, I went to Penn state, but, um, after that mm-hmm. comment between Texas and Connecticut, Jack, the, the floor is yours. <laughs> I, I went to Texas, <laughs> Megan, so that was – that hurts. That hurts. But you know how nice. Uh, the only big difference for me is, like, picking the state of Connecticut over Austin, Texas. That must be the toughest part of the decision. Toughest, toughest decision. You know, <laughs> Texas, is, Texas is a lot like Virginia, just on a bigger scale. So that's why mm-hmm. I felt so at home there. Right. Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Maryland, so it's similar DMV area. That's I agree. It just feels, I don't know why. It feels like it has a little East Coast Southern in it for sure. Uh, so yeah. we also didn't warn you that Abe and I are Las Vegas Aces fans. Diehard. Okay. Um, Diehard. <laughs> yeah. So Diehard. actually, one of our best podcasts ever. We were recording uh, during a what game was it? It was game five i guess it was it was no it was game four to send it to a game five against oh, uh, right, right right against mystics and and mm-hmm. uh you know the the infamous shot the half court shot, shot. with, with yeah. eight seconds left on the clock and we're in the middle of recording the podcast our, our monday podcast <laughs> and we're watching the game and then abe's stream is like three seconds ahead of mine and all i hear is just ah he's freaking out it wasn't even that i was just uh-huh. so confused what was going on <laughs> Because we're watching. Well, that was me too from home. <laughs> yeah, we're watching the game and we don't have sound on because we're obviously recording the podcast and we're just like so confused. Did someone get fouled on the floor and she just threw that up? And then we're like, no, she mm-hmm. actually just took and made that shot. So we obviously don't have a first round pick this year. So I don't think we're going to get the fortune of adding you to the squad. But you said you were talking to some other teams. Maybe you can give us a little, if you're allowed, some insights onto those conversations. Yeah, uh, of course. I I'm not going to Vegas. They got a loaded team right now. So <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we'll see you in the playoffs, yeah, Megan. <laughs> yeah, see you there. But um, I talked to the top what top six teams 
Um, and I've talked to what are the top six, and I've talked to the Mercury. Uh, those are all the teams that reached out. So really, I can go anywhere from, in my mind, from three to ten. You know, so I'm just keeping an open mind about it, and that's exciting because it's more, more suspense, more surprise. So I'm, I'm happy about it. Is there a specific, when you're looking at, you know, who, like you said, fit really matters and relationship matters. So you Mm -hmm. might like a coach or a GM or a team culture somewhere, but then also like how much does the way a team plays, whether they're out in transition a lot or they're more of a half court set or they're more defensive focused, like how do you balance those two between the culture and relationship versus what's going to fit your game the best? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that a team would draft me or bring me in um, if I didn't fit in their system. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the whole point point about the draft. So I really don't worry too much about that that part. But the relationship part is cool too. But it's kind of like it's flipped. You know, like in college, we were I was interviewing coaches, you right. know, to see who I liked and who I fit best with. Now they're interviewing players, like they're interviewing me. Um, so if the if the coaches I mean, you have other connections, you know, when you, when you get on the phone, you have a connection with certain coaches and others, but you know, whoever drafts me is going to be a connection there because they chose me. So that's how I kind of look at it. Let me just uh, offer a piece of advice. I know you have no control over it, like you said, but Mm -hmm. difference between Dallas, Texas and Minnesota. I mean, I don't know if I would want to be stuck in Minnesota, but Hey, if you get the opportunity in the summer, that's true. That is summer. true. Summer ball. Yeah, so you wouldn't live. Nice so summer. you wouldn't live there. You wouldn't live there like full time. You would go back home. Yeah. No. No. Okay. No. Because the season's only like three or four months, so okay. I wouldn't live there permanently. Well. Well. With that being said, then let me offer you new advice. Uh, you don't want to live in Dallas <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> uh huh. Um, Megan, I'm curious. What growing up was there a a player in the WNBA or NBA that you always tried to emulate with your game or you would spend a lot of time watching their film and pick apart or whether it was a couple different people? Mm-hmm. Definitely my more on the women's side. And on the men's side, that was back when Boston, they had their big three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched Paul Pierce a lot and I watched uh, Ray Allen. Um, I used to love Ray Allen uh, when he played for the Celtics. So those three. He's, I mean, that's not a bad shooter. It's, yeah, it's not bad game. company to be in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we saw on your Instagram, you obviously had a moment with Kobe Bryant and the whole UConn women's basketball team did as well because, I mean, we know the story with Gigi and wanting to play there and all that. Can you talk about just what it means to you, what it meant to you, how that whole situation kind of hit the team and what UConn did to come together as a family? Um, so we, so my freshman year, I met him my freshman year at UCLA. And then, um, you know, he came to our sophomore year game at home and then final four. So, and then this this previous summer, I got the chance to work out with him and GG and the rest of the girls, um, in LA. So I created that bond, um, you know, over, over the years. So it was definitely hard for us. Um, but around that time, the USA game um, was taking place, UConn versus USA. So we were around um, a bunch of alumni and, um, you know, we spent some time with them, talked to them. So it was kind of easier for us um, to get our mind off of things and 
kind of stick together and, you know, have a positive um, outcome of, um, you know, the tribute. We, we put Gigi on our bench and just things like that. We wore, um, you know, the black stripe on our jersey. So we tried to, um, you know, make the best of it and try to stick together as one. I, honestly, the, uh, I think the best way you guys and your whole team actually really coming together as a team at the, end of the season and playing your best ball, because we all know that's what was most important to Kobe was performing on the court. But with Gigi, um, was she, obviously we've all seen the clips. They've gone viral, but you've obviously had the chance to play with her. Talk to me about that girl's talent. Was she that beyond her age in terms of talent? Like, was she going to be the next Kobe of the WNBA? Her talent was undeniable. Like, if you wow. if you were in the gym with them, you could really see um, the difference between, you know, her um, her skill level at a young age and between, like, your own, you know, at that age. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing that. You know, like, they're in there, um, you know, seven days a week grinding, trying to get better, adding multiple things to your game. And for me, I think that's important because um, your skill set, it doesn't really grow when you get older. Like, everything that you have in your game when you're younger, that's basically what you'll have when you're older. Like you can put a couple of things in there, but most of your talent and your skills come from when you're younger. So That makes a lot of sense. So to, yeah. to uh, get off the court, because, you know, you are a basketball player probably first, but I'm sure you're a very nice person, you're a person as well. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you like to do in your free time? Like, what have you been doing? I know you've obviously been preparing and training and all of that, but mm-hmm. you have a, a, a few extra hours, if you haven't noticed, over the course of these past <laughs> months. Um, yeah, so I've noticed. How do, you, how do you kill time? And don't say the word uh, basketball. <laughs> no, 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 I won't say that. After all that stuff is done, um, I watch – I'm on Netflix right now. I, normally I'm not really on Netflix like that, but I've yeah. watched Ozark um, and Money Heist. I'm on Money Heist right now. And then I like to cook, so I'll cook with my family, me and my mom, and, um, you know, we'll enjoy that and just really spend time with each other, play games, play card games. It's not really much for us to do because, you know, you have to stay in the house and mm-hmm. take precautions and all those things. But I like to cook. Uh, I like, you know, to watch TV, hang out with my friends. Um, I love outside nature. Um, you know, just all those fun activities. I'm a Sagittarius, so we like to be on the go. <laughs> totally. What is Megan Walker's go-to dish? Uh, I got a lot of them. Oh, um, okay. A little arsenal. All right. I, yeah. I'm here for it. Um, okay, what's the last I, thing I you cooked before this interview? The last thing, um, what did I cook? Shrimp and chicken kebabs on the grill Whoa, with okay. rice and a salad. That's the last all right, thing I cooked. All right, no, no more flexing, no more flexing. <laughs> no more flexing, all right, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Ava, have you heard of Money Heist before? I haven't. No, but that? I'm halfway through season two of Ozark, so I'm Is it good? There's a lot of hype. Ozark? Uh, yeah. Ozark solid. It's it's a good binge. Yeah, I'm like, it's definitely worth it. Did you look into Tiger King? Not yet. See, that's going to be my next show after Money Heist. But Money Heist is long. I think it has like four parts. Megan, take your your time on Money Heist because I'm here to tell you that Tiger King, for the hype that it got, was such a disappointment. I don't know. I watched episode one last night. 
I watched, watched episode one. That's yeah. the thing. It seems like a really cool story. They should have yeah. put it all into four episodes rather than dragging it out to seven. It just, it was a little slow. It was weird and interesting, but like it it's wasn't a little blo- slow. It had a lot to do. <laughs> well, did you guys? That's the let first me ask you, time I'm hearing that. Let yeah. me ask you both the question. Did either of you watch the documentary from around New Year's Christmas, Don't Fuck With Cats? Uh, I actually fell asleep no. during it. And I know, I okay, know. Okay, that, that, that is the craziest documentary, the craziest form of cinema television <laughs> that I've ever watched in a combined four episodes or three episodes, whatever it is. I think each episode's an hour. Yeah. It's like a miniseries. My mind kept getting blown. Megan, before you run Tiger King on Netflix, watch Don't Fuck With Cats because it was the craziest documentary I've ever seen. <laughs> Okay, I gotta move that up on my list then. Yeah, there 100%. you go. You come on the Snapback Sports okay. Pod to get more Netflix recommendations. We got you, Megan. We are <laughs> so excited for the WNBA draft. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe the Aces make some moves, get back in the first round. I don't know. Just talking <laughs> crazy. But uh, before you leave us, what is your Instagram handle? Um, it's Meg Walker three. Okay. Why why three? Because my favorite player is CP three. Mm-hmm. So I don't CP3. know. CP three. Yeah. And my favorite well, player growing up was Allen Iverson. Okay. Okay. VA seven five seven. I see that. Um, but really when I was growing up I always wore three. Okay. I don't know. And it just it just kinda stuck with me. Well in high school I went to thirty two because someone had three and then I went back to three in college. Like I always wanted to wear the number three. So I don't know if that'll be my number um, wherever I end up, but it, it could be. So. If, if three is already taken wherever you go, would you go back to 32 if that's not taken? Mm, I think I'm going to stick with single digits. So maybe like two, maybe like zero. Yeah. yeah. Agent zero. <laughs> yeah. That would be five. Meg Walker – Zero would also be dope. That would be cool. Uh, Snapback fam, make sure to follow Megan on Instagram. Megan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And seriously, best of luck on Friday. Stay safe and uh, keep cooking because, you know, on the court and (laughs) off the court. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for having me. Megan, this was a lot of fun. Uh, Good luck Friday. Enjoy the moment and uh, best of luck throughout your career. And hopefully we can get you back on. Yeah, sounds good, for sure. Take it easy on the aces, too, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. All right, be good, Megan. And we are excited to welcome Bella Allery Princeton women's basketball and future WNBA star. Bella, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Doing all right. Can't complain, can't (laughs) complain in Maryland with you. Weather's not too shabby over by May. How is it by you? It's great, actually. Like, super sunny out, so it's good. It's a good day. Do you have, like, a hoop in your driveway or anything where you can get some shots up? Yeah, I have, like, a quarter court in the backyard, which has been, like, where I spend most of my time, honestly. But it's been really nice, like, when the weather's nice, just going outside and getting shots up. That's, I mean, you can't complain about that. Uh, so, <laughs> no. the, the WNBA draft is on Friday. How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Like excited, anxious? What's the emotion running? Yeah, I think mixed emotions, like obviously super excited. This is like, you know, a night I've dreamed of for a long time. Um, Nervous because you really never know how the draft is going to go. 
a lot of trades are happening. Um, it's just like a really exciting time. Um, and I'm just happy, like, even though this isn't like exactly what I expected in terms of it being a virtual draft, it is like historic. It's the first virtual draft like ESPN's ever gonna put on. So I think it's really cool to just be like a part of this like historic moment. Um, but yeah, just mixed emotions. I think mostly excited though. What is your setup gonna be like? um for the draft because like you said it's a, it's a very different year it's the first virtual draft mm-hmm. you got a little something planned yeah so I'll be with my family um we have like a tripod thing to set up that will like be connected to ESPN I'm still not really sure like how it's all gonna work but um yeah I'll be I'll be with the fam not gonna like dress up in like a gown or anything like I was was planning on if this was like a real draft but yeah. definitely gonna like make it special um get out of like my sweats that I've been wearing for like weeks now um (laughs) and just (laughs) and just have fun um and like celebrate more importantly what is on the menu for draft night oh I haven't even thought about it I maybe pizza I just like love pizza Mm -hmm. and whenever we have that like in this these past few weeks like my favorite meal so might just go with the classic on that one. All right. Well, we're on the topic of food, and I think we're all pretty big foodies right now. So what would your ideal <laughs> pregame meal be? Um, I, I'm kind of boring because I don't think I want to, like, branch out for a pregame meal. So I have, like, chicken and pasta, like, mm-hmm. all the time before games. I'd probably stick with that. Um and like broccoli or something <laughs> i mean that's probably <laughs> smart you're, yeah you're an elite you're an elite athlete something abe can uh yeah with, but <laughs> well, who do you about... think you are that i'm not you're the one you're a <laughs> podcaster too you're not shit <laughs> what about what about after a big w what's the cheap meal oh. celebration meal i think like a burger and fries that's mm-hmm. like my go-to um honestly from anywhere but yeah like with bacon on it I just would yeah do you like Maryland crabs like are you a crab eater I do I like Old Bay I like I like crab I don't like the process of eating crab so much I think it's like really complicated I'm not very good at it but I do like it (laughs) (laughs) totally all right getting back to basketball (laughs) because sometimes we're doing that all the time yeah mostly not but sometimes we are uh, you were in the midst of lead. I mean, your accomplishments in college were incredible. And it obviously is unfortunate with what happened with the season, because it feels like you guys were mm-hmm. gaining incredible momentum. What was it? How'd you find out? Like, obviously, yeah. people found out about the virus and the situation and stuff. But I assume you got a text or a call from a teammate or a coach. How'd that go down? Yeah, I mean, that whole week leading up to it was like a lot of you know, like, bad news instances, like, the Ivy League Mm -hmm. tournament, we were, like, the first tournament to cancel, and so that was, like, the first, like, step, and then um, finding out that, like, our men's team wasn't going to get to play in the Ivy League tournament, that was, like, pretty hard to to deal with. Um, Obviously, like, I have a lot of friends on that team, so, like, seeing their season end like that um, was tough, and then um, we saw, like, the NBA suspended their, their season, and that wasn't, like, a great you know, precedent for the NCAA tournament. Um, and I'm, we got a text that was like, you know, the NBA is like suspended, like hoping for good news, but it's not looking, you know, super, 
super bright. Um, and then, yeah, that day we were kind of like gathered as a team. Like we kind of expected the news to come. Um, and yeah, we just kind of like spent that afternoon, like as a group kind of like trying to stay positive. Obviously it's like pretty devastating when your season ends so abruptly and you like prepare so hard all year for the tournament. But um, we definitely like, you know, shared like our favorite memories of the season and like thought about, you know, what we did accomplish because I think it was, it was a really like incredible season for us. So we, we asked Megan this and because it's, it got sparked by Sabrina and Nasco, I think it was last week or something. She went on some podcast mm-hmm. or some interview and said she, the way that Oregon was playing at the time, she didn't see a way that they were going to lose again. Mm-hmm. We put Megan on the spot. Mm-hmm. She said the same thing. I'm assuming you're going to say the same thing about Princeton. I mean, you yeah. guys won, what, 22 in a row this year? Like, you guys probably weren't yeah. going to lose again, right? Right. No, I, I would say the same thing. I think we really were, like, playing our best basketball. Um, and we were, like, ready to go on a roll in the tournament. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of teams feel the same way. You've had, like, a whole season under your belt. And so you're ready to play your best basketball. But I think a lot of things were clicking for us as a team. Mm-hmm. Um we haven't in my time never got past the first round and I really really thought we'd be like a sweet 16 team or or better um so yeah I mean I think we were definitely like primed to be like playing you know our best basketball by by the time of the tournament I think that's the biggest bummer is like Megan I mean it sucks for everyone who didn't get the opportunity Mm -hmm. but like UConn will be back and they'll everyone knows they're UConn and not to say Princeton Mm -hmm. won't be back but like you didn't get the chance to prove not only for yourself, but your team to say, hey, we can do this out of the Ivy League. And I mean, that's where a lot of doubts about you even come from is like, how much competition Mm -hmm. did she really play against? But I don't know. I've never scored 45 points in a basketball game. (laughs) What what (laughs) I have. (laughs) No, 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 real life, not on video games. So what's it like (laughs) to score 45 in a game? Like how unconsciously hot from the field do you have to be? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I, I remember like <laughs> warming up for the game and being like, I mean, my shot feels good. It's not like anything like particularly crazy. And once I started playing, like my first like shot went in and then the next one and the next one. And I was like, I just got to keep getting the ball because it's just going to go in. I don't know what's going on, but it's it's working out for me. Um, and it all like my teammates were also like we're gonna get you the scoring record like they were really like making sure to get me the ball um and just let me keep going because yeah I think it is like you kind of just go unconscious and like I don't really even know how to explain it but it was just fun that like feeling like everything you could just throw at the basket was going in it but it also wasn't like a blowout like it wasn't like they're just giving you the ball and trying to get you I mean you're 20 20 from the field you're extremely efficient and it was in a somewhat competitive game you only won by 15 or so points so I mean yeah that that's that's pretty cool if you ask me I'm I'm curious I'm curious is when you were growing up and obviously you were a fan of basketball because that's how you found your way in was there because your game is interesting where you have big ability but you also have guard skills was there a a player in the women's level or the men's level that that you tried to emulate as you were growing up or try and take pieces of and put it into your game yeah I mean on the women's side like watching Della Don was like huge for me because she's like exactly what I hope to be as a player like super versatile you know big but has like all those guard skills and like shooting abilities KD is like similar to like I think we have like similar like body types like he's not like he doesn't look like 
super strong, but he is like extremely skilled, like uses length like mm-hmm. super well. Um, so those are definitely like two players I like pay a lot of attention to. Um, I just like their versatility and like I like the fact that like they can be big and long, but also like step out, like mm-hmm. have handles, like all that stuff. Look, we respect Deladon, but we have a bone no, to we pick don't. with her no, because Abe and I, I mean, we gave you a nice briefing before we clicked start for this, but we didn't tell you where our allegiances lie, and that is with the Las Vegas Aces. And Elena <laughs> just gave us issues in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, which was a bummer because it literally felt like if we could even just slow her down a little, like we would we were the better team. And she was just unstoppable. We don't have a pick in the mm-hmm. first round, obviously. But you might be wondering what drives a random kid from Baltimore and a random kid from Philadelphia to become Las Vegas Aces fans. Well, the answer is yeah, pretty I'm curious. Sim- yeah, the answer is pretty simple. It's called gambling. Um, so we be- <laughs> we bet on the Aces from the beginning of the year. Um, so that's where our allegiance lies, and it will from here on out. But we were we were actually recording. We just told Megan this. We were recording a podcast live like we usually both have our televisions on just in the background and it was game mm-hmm. four of the the semis or whatever game it was where they the aces hit that half court shot and we have yes. a live reaction of it and my stream my stream was like four seconds ahead of jacks or something so he's like talking <laughs> saying something stupid about something sports related and i'm not paying attention as usual i'm watching the television because my girls are playing and this shot goes up the inbound steal and everything. And I just yell, I don't know what just happened because like, I was so confused at the time. Do you remember where you are when that, when that play happened? Uh, I do not remember. I remember I might've been watching on, I was definitely watching on my computer, Mm -hmm. but also just like watching all the reactions online was like crazy. Um, That was like, insane play at the end of the game I don't remember exactly where it was though but it was yeah. just like that, so cool that to was, watch. it was probably like Abe and I I mean Abe's an Eagles fan I'm a Ravens fan our football seasons ended miserably that was probably like my top sports moment of the year was that shot it was unbelievable yeah then we lost money the next round. yeah so um what a like with the aces not having a first round pick I would have told our GM to select you but we don't have the opportunity so I'm sure you've talked to a bunch of teams and I'm sure you would love to give us the answer of you want to play anywhere, whoever wants to take you, blah, blah, blah. Is there a team mm-hmm. though that maybe you would love to play for because they have a specific player or location or the way they play basketball? Honestly, I've talked to like so many different like coaches and asked about like styles and, you know, their coaching styles and everything. And like, I really like everyone. Like it's hard for me to, find a team or like system I don't like Mm -hmm. um and I feel like the cool thing about the league is like every team has these amazing like all-star players so you'll get to like learn from the best like no matter where you end up I don't think you know I've like thought about all the possibilities like I really am like keeping my like an open mind because like I just have no clue where I'll end up but like honestly with all the conversations I've had like it looks really bright like no matter like who would draft me so I don't have I don't have a good no, answer that's, to you, but I do it's think fine. There's, there's we, a lot of talent and great you know places to end up. They're all in like big cities, you know. It's it would be great no matter what. 
I mean, we're used to it at this point. We, we know you've been through the media. You know how to answer these questions. So. We will well, get a definitive well, answer from someone one day. <laughs> well, <laughs> like we did 14 episodes of the NFL draft one, and we were just drilling these guys on like, so where do you really want to play? And and then they would give us that answer, and Abe would be like, like, so where do you want to play? <laughs> and just be relentless <laughs> with them. But I mean – you've been mocked anywhere in the first round realistically and yeah it's great to go higher up but then I sometimes am a big fan of like it if you're going to be drafted at the end of the round that normally means you're picked by a pretty good team aka maybe one of your role models so I think that's right. what's so fun about the WNBA draft is like you said the talent is loaded there's all-stars on every team it's big cities and you have a chance to learn anywhere you go right exactly that's awesome. So now, more importantly, uh, what do you like to do off the court? Oh, well, I like to, like, hang out with my friends and stuff. I love watching Netflix. I'm, like, a major, like, binge watcher of, like, any show. So that's kind of what I do. I like to, like, go out to eat and stuff. Um, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty simple. I don't have any, like, super interesting, like, I don't know. No, I mean, that's, that's normal people stuff. That's yeah, you're, normal. you're a regular human being is what I got from, which is pretty cool. What What are the Netflix shows we're binging right now? So I finished Tiger King. That was like my... Overrated. I, I watched that in like two days. That was overrated. What are your thoughts? <laughs> my thoughts, I mean, it just hooks you from the start. I just couldn't stop watching. Um, right. I think they could have easily I, done it in like four episodes though. It was it was long. There was just so much happening. I was just really surprised with this like whole big cat world. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea about any of it. So and it's just it was just interesting. So I watched that pretty quickly and now I'm rewatching New Girl. That was one of my oh, like, favorite great shows. Show. Oh, great my show. God. Yeah. That show. <laughs> Whose favorite character in that show for you? I think there's Schmitt. only one right Schmitt. answer. It's yeah. Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> he's, he's the greatest actor. We're all on the same page. I started but, um, I started episode one of Tiger King. I finished it last night. You're right. It has me hooked. But now it like has me hooked to the point where I would never do it. But it's more just so like a thought of like, could I really own like a baby tiger? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> right. I didn't realize that was a thing. It would be pretty sick. Me either. They're no. so cute. Like, I can see why people love them so much. Like, Princeton were the tigers. So I... I automatically love tigers, but they were right. so like adorable. I didn't but make that connection. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, Bella, yeah. did you grow up like a fan of specific sports teams? You're from the Maryland area. So like, are you a Ravens mm-hmm. fan? Like where's your allegiance lie? Um, I'm honestly not like a big football person. Um, okay. I watch like a ton of basketball. So like, I like watching the Wizards. My dad played um, for them, like, when they were the Bullets, so I've always, like, had a close connection to that team, um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm also kind of, like, a bandwagon fan of, like, really good teams at the time. Wow, but, it yeah. takes so a you're lot a to admit fan. that, it, it, takes, it <laughs> takes a lot to admit that. So that's not I, true. Know. I will <laughs> happily admit that I will follow LeBron James. Right, he right. Comes. But that's a yeah. favorite player. But people get really offended when people jump team to team. I mean, like, hey, remember we had Jack Flaherty on and he was a fan of like UNC men's basketball, USC oh. football. 
the Chiefs and like like he was just a fan of all the top teams. It's different than supporting right. the Flyers. But did you do you have like a favorite WNBA team? Maybe we'll get an answer out of you that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, good call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've like grown up watching the Mystics and like been to those games when I was younger, um, and like hometown team. So I've always like supported mm-hmm. them. Um, okay. And obviously they're like, they were the best team last year. So it was really fun to like watch them win a championship and stuff for our city. So yeah, I think that was my, like my women's pro team that I, I watched a lot. Yeah. Bella, tell me more how fun it was to watch the Washington Mystics beat the Las Vegas Aces. Please tell me more <laughs> while I, while I go cry in the corner of my room. <laughs> Abe will be able to essentially clip out you saying you want to play for the Mystics. So we and then insert it with the word. Aces. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, we really do appreciate the time from you and uh, best of luck on Friday. I'm sure this is, I mean, if not the greatest moment, one of the best moments of your young life. And we're really excited to watch where you come. And maybe uh, we'll see you for whoever does draft you. Whenever we'll get to a game. We'll get you. there. We'll, we'll awesome. see you out there. Thank you, <laughs> Thank Bella. you, guys. Have a good one. Great Best of luck, Bella. Enjoy, enjoy the moment. Thank you. I will.